Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Abigail Eason. Abigail was an RN for 25 years, and now she's a strong advocate for compassionate self-care. Abigail, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, now I'm thrilled that you're here. And one of the reasons that you got into this compassionate self-care in the first place is because you yourself were getting very burnt out and exhausted by your uh, job as a nurse. And I want to, I guess, start out there and have you set us up for what you were doing, where you were living, and why it was so challenging. Okay. Yeah. I'd like, I'd, I was working in um, Italy, basically. I found myself incredibly burned out. I was a nurse educator for the military for traumatic brain injury. And so constantly I was counseling my patients on how to take care of themselves. And what I realized was I wasn't really taking care of myself either. Um, I was experiencing burnout, sleep problems, doubting my abilities, which is also part of, of burnout. And um, I was exhausted all the time. I would be irritable. I would be tearful. Hmm. And I just didn't know what to do because I felt uh, compelled to continue with my job because I loved it so much. I went to a retreat in Italy, in another part of Italy, and Someone at the retreat asked me, well, if you're, if you are so affected this way by your job, you know, why are you still, why are you still in it? And it was, it was really a wake up call to say, why, what am I doing and what do I want to do and start identifying, um, what my perfect life would look like. And what did you start to imagine when you were thinking about that perfect life? Well, honestly, the, the thing that came to me, the, the first thing was um, the health and happiness. Um, the second thing was freedom, freedom to not, to, to do whatever I wanted, because in many ways I felt very limited on, uh, on the skills and what I could offer my, my soldiers. As far as, you know, I was kind of constricted into keeping things very traditional. I, in the meantime, for myself, was investigating Ayurveda, acupuncture, Bach flowers for the uh, vibrational medicine. And these were all things that I couldn't share with, with my patients. So that kind of alternative medicine was not um, accepted or allowed? Not as much. No, allowed, no, because it ought to be evidence-based. And some of, this, um, some of these other modalities are not yet. But there, no, I was very... I had to stay, kind of stick within the lines, um, whereas I was finding these things were giving me a lot of benefit, but I couldn't share that with my patients. So part of this uh, move and change was really about being able to help the people, help my, my um, clients in a way that is in alignment with me and my values, but also with everything that I know to be true, which is you can't treat a person as a one-dimensional being, you need to really treat them in honoring all aspects of the person. 
I, I do agree with that. And that must be, that must have been kind of frustrating when you were starting to realize that there was another way to help these soldiers. It was, it was, a, it definitely was frustrating. And I, I think that was part of the, the aspect of, of my role in the clinic was as a, as a contractor, as an additional support. And so I didn't have a lot of autonomy. Right, right. But then you, I imagine that that job, despite it being exhausting and a little frustrating, did have some security with it. But, you, you know, you made a decision to leave that and do something different. Yeah, absolutely. That was, it was terrifying, uh, really terrifying. But the, so I, I got my training as a holistic nurse coach um, over the past, I think now, almost two years in planning as, you know, making this move. But what happened was I, I got the training and then I wasn't able to move forward because I did find myself feeling stuck. Like it was scary. I didn't have a, um, a safety net. I haven't lived in the States for, um, 14 years. And so it was really difficult to even know where I wanted to come back and settle. Um, and staying in Italy as, as, um, a self-employed person wasn't an option due to visas. So, yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> it yeah. still is scary. You know, I've been back here now for about two months. Wow. So you're you're pretty fresh into this. And, and that, like I imagine you're working with the military of all things. Like you can't get more structured than that. So what you're doing now is like the a- absolute <laughs> antithesis of um, a military lifestyle, I would think. Yeah, you're right. And, and I'm enjoying it. But right now I'm able to work as much as I want or take a day off if I want to, but it is, um, it is different, you know, having, having structure, I think has a lot of value. And so I'm actually trying to set up my own structure, but it it is very different. You know, not only am I changing my career location, I'm changing, you know, my life location back into the States. What, so what exactly is a holistic nurse coach? How do you define that? So a holistic nurse coach is someone who, Basically, we're, we're guiding, we're not even guiding the client. We are assisting the client to honor all aspects of themselves and really look deeper and come up with their own answers for their problem. So I think the nurse part is we can also be a consultant as needed, but it's really helping the client to realize that their own innate wisdom is there and they have their answers instead of sort of just telling them what to do, which is what nurses traditionally do. <laughs> right. So, um, so it's really different. And we use our intuition, um, we use our knowledge. So we really get, a, a, I think, a fuller picture of the client and what they're going through. And by asking really succinct questions, we're able to get them to start to come to their own realizations and answers. So do you believe people can heal themselves? I believe that that ability is there, but you have to believe it yourself. So um, I do think there are so many aspects that are involved in healing. There's um, the energy aspect, and we know there has been evidence that prayer can heal. I I do believe in the um, immunoneurology where our emotions have an impact on our body and our ability to be sick or to be well. So there are so many factors in there. 
which is one reason why I love I love this training that I've gotten because I get to use my uh, many years of nursing experience and at the same time open that up to so much more and, and possibilities. So I do think that possibility for healing yourself is there. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with you. I'm curious what your, so is there a place then for traditional medicine? Absolutely. I I do think that there's a balance there and it's not, um, for example, me as a, as a um, individual, I'm open to Western medicine, traditional medicine, but I'm also open to other cultures, beliefs and practices as well. I do think that there's so much still that we don't know. Um, and just because we, we haven't figured out how to prove it doesn't mean that it's not um, valid and, and works. Absolutely. I think there's still a place for traditional medicine. Um, and as a, a nurse, a holistic nurse coach, you know, I can bring both the traditional Western medicine in and other beliefs as well to have a fuller picture. I will tell you, for example, one thing I have been working on offering is a sleep program. So many people have sleep problems. A lot of people need that. <laughs> yes. But there's definitely a, a place in that for the Western medicine, you know, um, sleep studies, treating the underlying issues uh, physically, as well as the emotional and the spiritual piece of that as well. Yeah. So you're kind of like a guide to help people navigate through these different modalities and maybe find something that will work with, with them whether it be traditional or more alternative? Yes, I would say, in a, I like to use that word as a guide. However, in my training, what we, what we imagine is that we are standing just a little behind the, the client and off to the side. So we're there as a support, as um, guide as needed, but really it's that individual client who is navigating and deciding which direction they want to go in. Because the answers are within. That's right. We know what feels well. So I can't, I can't have sort of a cookie cutter answer because every single person has a, um, different, a different answer within them. And so it's, it's helping them to listen and to figure it out and to step up as asked and as requested. You know, I'm there and I can help guide them along through some places. But basically it's just being there for them to discover it themselves. Right. And as, so as any of us navigate through life as you know, you're navigating right now through this big career change, the shift that you're making. And, uh, you know, we're talking about people navigating through figuring out their health options. Mm-hmm. Every day we're faced with choices that are important. Um, are there, do you ever look for signs along the way to kind of show you or is it really just intuition or how how do you look for guidance I think both I think one of the one of the best ways is to be present and to be present so that you do notice signs because I do believe that we're shown those signs a lot of the time um, but we just are so distracted that we don't notice them so a lot of it is presence and uh, being in the moment and really being aware of what's happening. I do think that sometimes the universe does show us the way. And sometimes we don't listen because either we're missing it or, or we're in fear. You know, all the fear is so, so big of a block for people. Uh, and me too. You know, I could have done this years ago, but I was, 
I was scared. <laughs> I was scared right. to make a leap and really trust in myself and trust in the universe that um, this was the way for me. I have found that not only does the universe tend to give us signs, whether we're seeing them or not, but if we ignore them and go on the wrong path, it seems like you start getting nudged back in the right direction and it can be gentle at first and then it can be bigger and bigger and bigger until you have to pay attention. Exactly. (laughs) And I, um, you know, that was how it was kind of for me in my, um, my last job, which I was in for eight years. I knew that it wasn't the right place for me, um, probably after about three or four years. And so I feel like I had a lot of signs that, okay, this is, you, you should look for something different. Um, this isn't in alignment with, with you, but I, I did love my actual work with the, with the soldiers that I did. However, because I didn't listen, I do think that was part of my burnout. I wasn't listening to the universe saying, okay, it's time to move on. This isn't really for you. It was very costly in my health and my emotions to stay in a job for four years that really wasn't a supportive environment. And so I do think that not following the signs, and there were many, you know, I did myself a little bit of harm, really. You know, I think a lot of people get into that. Like you said earlier, something about your emotional state affecting your health. And I think that is so common with many people that keep themselves stuck in a something that they don't like a job or a relationship or whatever. And then this negative emotional state starts brewing within them. Mm-hmm. And, and doesn't it just frequently like result in something physical? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Many, many times. I mean, the first place it shows up really, I think for people is their sleep. You, you start losing the ability to fall asleep or to stay asleep, You're tossing and turning, or you just can't shut your brain off and you stay awake. And then the sleep problems lead to problems. But yeah, this field of psychoneuroimmunology ha- is pretty fascinating. You know, they show how many receptors there are in your body to your emotions. Your emotions have a direct effect on your body. There's no doubt about that. That's scientifically proven. Think about it. You know, so many people when they travel, they can't go to the bathroom, for example. <laughs> you know, right. it's that anxiety or that even even if it's not recognized or, or really in your face, but that uncertainty of being in a different place or being around people that you don't know has an impact on your, on your gut and, and on your digestive system. That makes sense. And we say that we say we've got a gut feeling about something or whatever. Um, very true. And, and so therefore it makes perfect sense that one of the ways we can choose to treat physical symptoms is through the emotional or the more esoteric. And that's been something that I think our medical system has not recognized. I I think they're starting to more and more, but they still, um, it's just, it's not addressed. And also I remember back in nursing school when I had to do my mental health modules and, and practicums, it was terrifying to me to have to work with people who had mental health issues. I didn't know what say. I was always worried I was going to say the wrong thing. And it was just, um, it was a scary subject, which to me was interesting how I ended up basically working with people with mental health issues (laughs) as as a kind of a a full circle back to the thing that 
scared me the most. Funny how that happens. <laughs> it is. But it, it is. And I say mental health issues as not necessarily anything severe, but anxiety, um, yeah. depression, irritability even, I would call a mental health issue. Because everything is so interconnected, you can't really separate one. You can't separate necessarily physical from emotional because there's always going to be something emotional going on when you have a physical ailment. And I don't think it, it necessarily is important to identify which came first. I think you just need to take care of the whole person. Sure, and, and seek, I guess, well-being in both the physical and the emotional. Yes. So, Abigail, let me ask you a question. You are what's called a heart math practitioner. What is that? Well, heart math um, is a wonderful organization out in California who has um, developed technology. Well, the technology may have been there, but they developed a way to really improve your resilience, your emotional self-regulation, and raise your vibration, really, and also in a way that's going to impact others. And they're also studying the impact of vibration on the, on the planet. It, the technology piece is heart rate variability, but there are techniques to go along with it and practices um, that really help you tune in to yourself. Again, when you are in a coherent state, and coherence is the state of um, balance, really, a, a, this coherent state, which is what the heart math technology measures, you feel better, you sleep better, you're, you are in control of your emotions instead of your emotions controlling you. Um, and that has a, a huge impact on, on the individual relationships. And again, like even the planet, which I know that sounds very big, but through the um, one, one part of their organization, they have monthly uh, meetings where online where people from all around the world get together and do a um, heart lock-in technique for one specific location in the world. And they are measuring the planetary changes, uh, magnetic changes from people that are in coherence at the same time and most likely even for the same purpose and finding that, that there is that collective impact on on the world. Really? Wow. Start with the, starts with the individual. So what I do is I teach the individual um, or groups how to become coherent. So how to achieve that state of balance. So that whole vibe thing, that's part of the teachings of, I guess, quantum physics or the law of attraction. We've heard mm -hmm. lots of people talk about this. So how does one raise one's vibe? What, what are some of the techniques that you go through? So um, I'll just start with one. It's a technique called quick coherence. And basically, you can have your eyes open or closed. And they recommend that, that you do it with your eyes open so that you can, you can get familiar with doing it anytime, anywhere. Um, in any situation, you just have it. You don't have to sort of take yourself aside. It becomes your – and for me, it's just what I do. It's my go-to. Um, I don't even realize I'm doing it most of the time. So you, you, three steps. You focus on your heart. So you put all your attention right in the center of your chest on your heart. And then you're going to breathe in and out through the heart. I should say breathe in and out. And then you can even imagine that the breath is coming in and out through the heart area. And when I do that, I actually imagine that your heart is like a little balloon. And so when you breathe in, I picture my heart getting bigger. And when I breathe out, I picture my heart um, 
shrinking back down. And you just do that for a few minutes. It's really that simple. And it sounds too simple to work, but it's not. Uh, this is a great technique to teach anyone when um, they're feeling overwhelmed by their emotions because it's, it's simple. And it's hard focus and hard breathing. I love it. I love it because it's simple and it's almost, it almost reminds me a little bit of meditation, but it's different and yeah. maybe quicker. Yes. And, and there's not so much pressure. <laughs> sometimes I love meditation, but sometimes there are, you know, people put so much pressure on themselves to empty their mind or, um, you know, and so then it becomes harder and harder. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. sleep. you know, if you want to force yourself to sleep, you're not going to get to sleep. And if you try to force yourself to meditate, it's pretty hard to. Yeah, sometimes I have trouble with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that this has easy steps. And it is, I believe it is <clears throat> really a form of meditation. Because what they found is, is you get into a coherent state. Now, I left out the emotional piece of that. Um, once people can just do the heart breathing, the next step is really breathing in and feeling in your heart a renewing emotion. So that could be compassion. And I use compassion a lot. It could be kindness. It could be care, love, um, anything that makes you feel good inside. You know, I kind of say that gives you that warm and fuzzy feeling and and it, it could be excitement. It doesn't always have to be sort of a calm feeling depending on, on your, um, your needs at the moment, but it's the emotional piece that really, you can see it physiologically that gets you coherent. So you're going to have an impact from the, the heart and the lungs when you're, when you're breathing. You have the baroreceptors that are going to slow down your heart rate, and that's automatically going to help you feel calmer. But it's the emotional piece that re- really brings in the renewing piece of the, um, of the practice. Re- it renews you. It can re-energize you. And it has that wonderful impact on everybody around you as well. So this is all, so raising your vibe is, I think, how you described, you know, part of this process or the result of this process. Um, so you're, you're feeling calmer. People around you are feeling happier or calmer. Mm-hmm. And what else can start to happen as a result of a raise, a, a higher vibration? Well, you can actually, physiologically, it can help lower blood pressure. I have known people to get off pain medication, blood pressure medication, diabetes medication. Um, So physiologically, there is a homeostasis that starts to occur. And um, your body becomes more in balance. Your emotions are more in alignment with your your physical state. Um, and, And I think our natural tendency is towards balance and homeostasis. And so... Bringing that in to yourself consciously um, can have a huge impact on your health. You know, you're able to sleep better. And I, and with the vibration, I wouldn't say no, it is raising your vibration because a lot of times uh, we do tend to be pretty low. But sometimes people's vibrations are too high and we want to bring mm. them down a little bit, you know, because a lot of energy being wasted on anxiety and panic and worry and so sometimes bringing down your vibration a little bit can help so what this is is it's called a coherent frequency and that frequency is between 0.5 and 0.15 and that's you know you can measure that with the equipment 
which is pretty cool. And it's just learning. You can usually tell when you're in that frequency because you feel good. It's kind of like that being in a flow state. Uh huh. When you're just in your zone and and you're not even aware of how much time is passing, you're just feeling good. Um, that's generally when you're in a coherent frequency. Uh, that's the feeling that you get. Yeah, and everybody wants more of that. That's, exactly. <laughs> that's very cool. That's very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that um, technique with us. Are there? Do you have any stories you can share about you know someone maybe you've worked with that you've helped with some of these techniques? I w- I have um, a, a soldier that I worked with a while ago who he was so complex. He had a lot of things going on. Um, he had had a brain injury. Now, this is a mild brain injury, a concussion. He had severe PTSD, um, so much so that he he really wasn't able to function that well. So he was avoiding his family because he would lose his temper really quick, and, and so he didn't want that to happen, so he would just avoid them, avoid his friends. So he was really getting to this avoidance action and when he did he was getting and he was getting more and more depressed he wasn't sleeping he even had um i can't think of the word right now but he had pain that they were not able to discover the cause of his pain generalized pain with swelling joints so he was also working with a psychiatrist so he's getting his counseling for his ptsd um traditional sort of uh counseling and she referred him to me for um help with heart math I used with him. And what he did uh, is he really wanted to get better. And he made, you know, he followed all of the recommendations, mine, hers. And he would come back week after week. Like after the first week he came back and he said, I can't believe how much better I feel. You know, he said, I'm not having as much pain. And, you know, I'm able to control my emotions a bit better. And so... I would encourage him, give him some more, uh, another tool to work on. And within six weeks, he had no more pain. His pain had gone away. His joints stopped swelling. He started sleeping better. He started uh, staying at home with his family. He had um, a wife and two teenagers. He really started to uh, redevelop his relationship with them. His mood improved. And when his pain went away, then that also allowed him to kind of get back in with his unit and do his um, physical training and things that he wasn't able to do because of his pain. It really changed his life. And I give all of the credit to him for just doing the work and having that desire to get better. Well, that's a fantastic story. It was just amazing to see that transformation. Uh, He was a completely different person and it only took six weeks. Wow. It was just fascinating. And that was early in my um, practice of using heart math. And, I, and just to see the power of it was, it was truly amazing. Um, and I know this is, this is work that can change the world. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely fascinating. And I have no doubt that you're right about that. It's, it's very cool. Um, we are getting a little short on time, but I want to make sure we get to hear about your virtual program that you're launching because that sounds really exciting. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, I actually have a a new program that I've developed, and it's sort of the first step in that self-compassion journey. It is called The Art of Sleep, Creating Your Perfect Sleep. 
like I said before, sleep is often where things show up first. So it's, it's not your traditional sleep education, sleep program. Uh, I am trained in cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, and I have for the past eight years taught soldiers how to sleep better. But it's, it's looking at sleep from a um, body, mind, spirit perspective and really strengthening each of those areas so that you sleep better. And I do think that once people start sleeping better, then the rest of their lives can change too. Yeah. And I'm sorry, how long did you say the program is? It's a five-week program. Um, so five weeks, we meet one time a week, uh, 90 minutes, really taking you through why do we what's the purpose of sleep, uh, some of the sleep hygiene things that you've heard before, but then diving deeper into the physical and the emotional and the spiritual sides to really help you have a re- well-rounded sleep routine sleep program oh that's great i hope you're going to be posting that frequently on facebook like in the middle of the night because i'm like you keep you always see people who are complaining that they can't sleep it's such a common thing these days so that sounds like a great program yes thank you i hope it it really helps a lot of people and then you know and then i'm going to expand into more other other aspects of self-compassion as well but i do think um you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves. We beat ourselves up all the time. And you just we need to just be gentle on ourselves a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and compassion starts with ourselves, and then we can be more compassionate to others. And the world definitely needs more compassion. That it does. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited for your programs. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add that we didn't get to talk about? Um, I would just say reach out. You know, if you are having difficulties with anything, reach out. So many times we, we try to maintain this facade of being fine, that everything's fine, that we're all doing okay. And I know from my own personal experience, um, you're not always fine. So just reach out for help when you need it. Someone's there. If you need to reach out to me, (laughs) I'm always going to be there for somebody who needs help, but you know, reach out, you know, really lean on your support system so that you can take better care of yourself because I know so many of your listeners are out there taking care of the world and doing really important work. And so that starts with the self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And how can people um, find you and reach out to you, Abigail? You can find me on my website, which is um, abigail.com, A-B-B-E-G-A-I-L.com. Or Facebook at Facebook slash Abigail, same spelling. Um, And I'm on Twitter as Abigail Easton as well, Abigail underscore Easton. Oh, wonderful. I will put all of those links on uh, my show notes page for this episode and um, help people find you a little easier. But that's that's great. Um, Thank you for being with us today. It was really nice talking to you. Thank you. I I really appreciate you having me on the show. And, um, you know, it's it's hard to make a change. It's hard to really be true to yourself sometimes because it's scary. But just do it. You know, do it. The world needs you. Yes. Yes, it does. Well, thank you all for listening. I I, um, always appreciate um, your support. And again, you can find this complete interview and links to Abigail's website, her social media pages, and her new um, online virtual program on our website, readysetgrit.com. 
Thanks again for joining us and check in again next Friday when we release another episode with tips on how to turn your daydream into a phenomenal success. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.